This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's going on, Hopeland Church? Good morning. Uh, Good to be here. Stoked you're here. I'm excited to uh, dive in the Word of God with you today. Uh, We're in part three of Spirit, Soul, Body. I hope you're getting something out of this series. I hope you're receiving from it. I hope that um, God's speaking to you, that you're growing. I hope that you're working things out with God and um, and, uh, that your roots are going deeper in Christ and your faith is growing, okay? So uh, let's do this here. Let's get into the word. I hope um, you enjoyed our our worship today. And um, here we go, part three. Um, We're gonna start in the book of Ephesians today and and really just encourage you in um, having a strong inner man today, all right? That your inner man would be strong um, and that um, you have a good perspective of um, your past, present, and your future, okay? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So uh, so let's do this. Let's pray here, and then we'll, we'll dive right into the Word. So Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your Word. And Lord, we just pray that the Word of God is planted on good soil today and produces fruit that will remain and, and Lord, I pray that uh, Jesus, you would be glorified in and through us all the more because of your word inside of us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, here we go. Ephesians chapter three, I'm gonna read a, just a good solid portion of scripture here. This is a prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. And we're gonna start in verse 14 of chapter three, Ephesians three fourteen, and we're gonna read all the way to 19, okay? Uh, we're going to write in the middle of these scriptures. It's kind of like the main the main uh, verse we're really going to kind of uh, uh, look at today. But here we go. Uh, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Somebody say this with me. Say, I'm being strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man. Say it again. Say, I am being strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man. All right, so there it is. Be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. This was Paul's prayer for them. The inner man, that's what we're gonna talk about today. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18, may be able to may be able to, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Strengthen with might. So where where we get the word kratos, the Greek word kratos, okay? It means to prevail by God's dominating strength, okay? So this is Paul's prayer. In the midst of this prayer, right in the middle of this prayer was this phrase. His prayer for them was that they'd be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That is my prayer for you. As we talk about spirit, soul, and body, really the inner man, speaking of your spirit, speaking of 
uh, that part of you, that, that you are a spirit, right? You have a soul, you have your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. He is praying that their spirit, their inner man, would be strong. We want our inner man to be strong in God. Okay, we've kind of talked about this. Other verses uh, this month, other different verses speaking of our spirit, uh, how Jesus grew strong in spirit, right? And and we can be strengthened with might by his spirit in our inner man, okay? So that's what it means. It means to prevail. So when he's saying this, what he's praying is that God's dominating strength, that they would prevail in their walk with God by God's dominating strength. I'm telling you, we prevail in our walk with God when our inner man is strong or even when our inner man is just getting stronger, when we're strong in spirit, when we recognize that we aren't, that, that we um, are not allowing those other parts of us to, to um, lead us indefinitely. No, but we are spirit led, right? We are walking in the spirit so we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you uh, uh, live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit, as, as the word says. And so here, here it is. This is what it means. As his power prevails over opposition. Okay? So there will be opposition in your journey with God. As you walk with God, you're going to run into opposition. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be some stuff you got to press through. You got to press into the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says press through the crowd, okay? So there, there, there's a press in this in this walk of, with God, okay? In your spirit, got to rise up from your spirit. Got to gotta, gotta rise up from your spirit. My, my, a lot of my mentors and pastors used to say that to me when I was a young adult, you know, and how they taught me was you got to rise up from your spirit. Don't, don't, don't. The way they would say it is don't get all up in your soul about this. Like, you know what I mean? It's normal for our soul to, and I'm kind of reviewing a bit, but we're going to get into some new stuff today. But, um, uh, you know, our soul can get can get downtrodden, can get discouraged, as we learned last week, can even be unstable. You can be a believer, love God, and yet your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions can be unstable. Can I get an amen, somebody? And so we don't want to get all just lost and entrenched in the in the warfare of our that happens in our soul that temptation the bible says wars against our soul it wars against our psyche it wars against our emotions and our will and and, and you're right that that's where temptation comes in is, is if the devil can get your will he can get you to sin right he can get you back into that garbage you came out of somebody say amen so 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 uh we won't be strong in spirit that's why paul was praying for them right that, that God would strengthen them with might, right? Might through his spirit in the inner man. Be strong in spirit. That, that uh, when, when the war comes to your soul, when the devil tempts you, right? Uh, uh, trying to uh, deceive or, 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 or twist things and get your will behind saying something, doing something, going back to something uh, that you God delivered you out of, okay? That's where he comes against you. The Bible says that we are drawn away and enticed by our own lust, meaning the devil knows what tempts you or it wouldn't be tempting, right? So so here we go. You know, we want, we want, to, we want to 
God's power, his power prevails over opposition. And it comes when our spirit is strengthened. And how, you know, how, how do we get strong? How, how do I develop spiritual strength? And I know we've already kind of went in this, but I want to encourage you that you need to pray along these lines. This was a prayer Paul prayed for Ephesus. This is a prayer, a literal prayer in the scripture. Pray this, Lord, I pray God today, you strengthen me with might by you through your spirit in my inner man. Lord, today in the name of Jesus, I pray that when I go into work, when I go into my day, when I go into um, whatever it is, when, you know, before I leave the house, Lord, strengthen me now with might by your spirit, through your spirit in my inner man. I'm gonna have a strong inner man today. Come on, you gotta, you gotta pray this, prophesy this over yourself. All right, you gotta sometimes say uh, some of the prayers, you know, my, some of my pastors and stuff would um, tell me to pray. Sometimes you gotta speak to your soul. I think I've mentioned this uh, before in, in other sermons is, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, mind, will, and emotions. Bless the Lord, come on. You gotta get your soul in line at times. No, no, I'm gonna live by my spirit right now. I'm not gonna give in to the temptation to what, to what my emotions or kind of the feelings that are trying to get me to, to go a certain direction I know isn't right, or I know it, you know, it's just, it's, it's not gonna glorify Jesus, right? My body, right, is trying to do something, or, or, or it's like that, that desire, that pull, if you will, in a direction. No, spirit man, rise up. Come on, say that with me. Say, spirit man, rise up. Say, inner man, rise up, okay? All right? So there we go. You know, and I think this might have been week one uh, of this, but we kind of, you know, talked about disciplining your body, right? We got we to gotta discipline our body. Bring it under subjection. Strengthen in the spirit, right? Your, your body's got to follow. Walking in the spirit, your soul, your mind, your emotions got to come in line with where you are being led by the spirit of God through your spirit, Okay. So it's like, man, discipline that body. Bring it under subjection to the will of God. You know, make it to be compliant to Jesus the master, okay? So so, so, so subject those things to, to the strength of the inner man. So today we're gonna just talk about some characteristics of, 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 of a strong inner man, of, of, of somebody that is, is, is getting stronger in, in the spirit, is as has a has a a strengthened inner man, a strong inner man, recognizing you know as we talked about last week that word um, divides asunder what soul and spirit. So now we're talking about just kind of stepping into that, walking in the spirit in your everyday life, being spirit led in your everyday life. Okay, not just on Sunday, but in your everyday life, in your everyday life, you can be strong in spirit. You can walk in the spirit. All right, you know, characteristics, strong inner man. We don't always get it right. And I, I want to give us all room here that, you know, you can't, you can't read the Bible without seeing how part of the human experience, even in God, we're going to have some ups and downs. Our soul is, is our soul. We're going to have some emotional moments and days. And, 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 I, and God gave us a soul so we can feel and and uh, you know that, and and so we can. It, it, it can even help us 
and like you know our soul can 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 kind of tell us some things uh, when we feel um, you know pain you know when we you know when we you know the Bible says that Jesus is a merciful high priest why because he can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And so Jesus, 100% God, 100% man, he can identify with our feelings. And uh, he, he knows what it's like to walk through temptation and to be rejected. And, you know, he, he knows, he knows, uh, as the old song goes, he knows just how sorrow feels. Okay, so that that is that is part of this and not all I don't want us to get in the in the thought that our soul is bad or our soul is the enemy by any means. It's just not to be the leader of our being, right? It it, it can tell us things, you know, when 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 your soul when you feel the pain of in a relationship, it can, we we learn, we it, you know, our soul can kind of teach us you know, it's like our body, right? Like if you touch something hot, your body's telling you don't touch that again, right? And our soul is the same way when it comes to emotions and and uh, our ability to think things through and to reason. Our, I mean, these are tools. These are things. This is how God made us, okay? How God made us. Uh, but we must develop a strong inner man. Um, and allow God to restore and to heal our soul, okay? We're going to talk about kind of the, uh, the characteristics of a strong inner man because many times to be strong in the spirit, to have a strong inner man, um, it's going to be contrary at times. The, 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 what your spirit desires to do and walk in um, is going to be contrary to how your body may feel or how your soul is feeling, all right? Can I get an amen out there, anybody? And so we're gonna talk about just some characteristics of a strong spirit because your soul and your body is going to be more affected by the seasons you walk through and you need your spirit to be strong to navigate those seasons and to be able to step into the new season in the blessing and favor of God and in joy and peace and all the fruit of the spirit. Like we need a strong spirit because our soul um, is sometimes our emotions are, we're gonna want to attach to things, right? In, in a certain season and God's moving us out of that season. And it's, we should feel, and that process isn't always easy. And, and many times our soul is that way that we, have just, um, you know, just deep feelings of joy and laughter and and we feel the presence of God. And, you know, all, you know, so it's, it's, it's not that our soul is always um, the troublemaker, if you will. It's just the one that, um, it's a part of us that is just, as we said last week, more susceptible. So, so, uh, when we go through things, when we when we go from one season to another, it's our spirit that's going to sustain us. You know, the Bible says it is the spirit of man 
uh, that sustains us in sickness. So, so this, this part of us is what sustains us to, to stay in the spirit and, and to not um, sink down, you know, into, into um, uh, things that just kind of can keep us in a certain place and we don't grow, right? And so, so we're going to look at this. So let, let's look at these characteristics of a strong inner man. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. And I'm going to read it here quickly. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. See that? So that right there is, that verse right there is just saying, as you have received him, walk in him. It's kind of like, as you have encountered God, so now walk in freedom. You know, our, our, our vision as a church is that we exist so that you can Encounter God, somebody say, receive Christ Jesus and walk in freedom. Somebody say, so walk in him. So it's one thing to receive Christ. It's another thing to walk it out. And this month, that's what we're really talking about, folks, is walking this thing out, walking with God, walking in freedom, walking in the spirit, walking in love, you know, moving forward, pressing forward into what God has called you to do. So as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Okay, what does, he, what does he mean? And he explains it here. What does it mean to walk in God? Rooted and built up in him. Rooted, that's one of our prayers today for our community that our roots would go deeper. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. I mean, that, look at receiving Christ, when walking in him, what does that look like? It looks like there is this stability that comes to the person's life. There's a stability. There's a soundness. There's a consistency. There's an integrity. There's a fidelity that happens when we walk with God, when we're walking in the spirit, when we're, we've received Christ, but walking in, what does that look like? Rooted, built up, established in the faith, all right? And he says, as you have been taught. So you see, uh, there's people that receive Christ, but we don't wanna just receive them. We wanna be taught how to walk this thing out. We wanna be taught how to live in the spirit. We wanna be taught how to fulfill God's purpose. We wanna be taught how to walk in freedom. We wanna be taught how to literally bring a change to the environment and the world we live in. And so here it is, the last part of this verse, you know, it says, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding, that means like exceeding the ordinary, okay? Exceeding the ordinary. It's talking about abounding in thanksgiving, meaning, meaning somebody that's walking in the spirit that is rooted in Christ, built up in him, established in the faith, walking in the spirit, sitting under some good Bible teaching, right? That they, what's gonna produce? Abounding in it, exceeding the ordinary, beyond the expected measure, thanksgiving is a part of their life. And so here is, herein is uh, my first point here, is that um, a characteristic um, of a strong inner man, a growing believer, a believer that is growing stronger, growing in the spirit, being led by the spirit, 
living out of the resources of the Spirit of God in them, it is this, is that thanksgiving is a steady theme, okay? Thanksgiving, gratitude, but thanksgiving is a steady theme. That's what it's saying here. It's talking about somebody that is growing, that is rooted, that is walking this thing out, and that thanksgiving is a steady theme, okay? So I'm just gonna kind of walk you through some things and kind of what do I mean by this? Uh, kind of what do I feel like the Spirit of God wants to kind of highlight for us when, when we say that, that for a believer that is growing in faith, thanksgiving and praise and worship and, and, and gratitude to God and even to others is a steady theme. What does this mean? Now, let me put it this way. Um, when we look through the rear view mirror of our life, you know, like if we were to, in a sense, look back at a past season, prior seasons, or even if we want to look back at maybe somewhat of our, our entire journey with God. And when we look in the rear view mirror, this is a characteristic of a strong inner man, is that there is thanksgiving and testimony and joy when we look through there. Now, I'm not saying everything back there in our past is great and, and, and amazing and there's no hurt. or No, but the point is that there is bad stuff that has happened. There is um, hurtful things. There is trials. There is things maybe you didn't expect. Or, and, and there's amazing things and, joy, and, and literally things that make you happy. But if somebody with a strong inner man can look in the rearview mirror and when they talk about it, the theme of their language and the spirit in which they talk about their past is thanksgiving, there's testimony, and there is joy in the rearview mirror. And so here's the point. If there is no thanksgiving in that rearview mirror, all right, there's, there's no thanksgiving, there's no joy, there's no testimony. I'm not saying all is good. I'm not saying we don't ha have things in, in, in the rear view mirror that hurt us or that, you know, that just were horrible. But hear me, somebody with a strong inner man, thanksgiving is a steady theme regardless of what we've been through. Why? Because they're living in the spirit. Their, their perspective their very perspective on life transcends trials and it transcends everything we've been through and we can see the redemption work of God and in, in, in through everything, okay? But here's the thing, when there is no thanksgiving, joy, or testimony, in our rear view mirror, that is a sign, that is a sign that our soul has absorbed the trauma of our past and it is now with us in our future. Okay, that, that is a sign that we have yet to be delivered of what we've been through. Okay, now we're all going through a journey and we, 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 we all are going through a process, but even those that are walking through things still, when they have a strong inner man that you begin to even can sense the presence of God on their words, when they even talk about the unfavorable things, the, the things that maybe even 
um, can be hard to look at when you look at that rear view mirror. And I've seen this happen, folks, people uh, that are in church and stuff, and and I'm not saying they're not saved. This isn't a question of salvation. This isn't a, a question of their faith in God. It's just that their soul has absorbed the hurt and they've yet to be healed and restored and delivered of the trauma and the drama or whatever it is you want to call it that's back there. All right? It's the characteristics of a strong inner man. Why? The, the scripture we just read, what does it say? Abounding in it with what? Thanksgiving. Here we go. Let me read this from my notes. When you look at the bad stuff, okay, so even when you look at the bad stuff in the rearview mirror and you discuss the heartache, which is normal, right? You know, we talk about that stuff, right? We kind of, maybe it's just, you know, it comes back up or you just, or maybe you're just sharing with somebody about something you've been through, right? It, it, it's not coming from a bitter place. When you have a strong inner man, even when you talk about the, 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 the horrible aspects of your past, um, it's not coming from a bitter place, okay? Your mind is not bound by the hurts of the past, okay? Here it is. Here's, here's my next point. And this kind of really has to do with, with what we're talking about, just kind of continuing it, okay? But here it is. There's a testimony in the rear view mirror, all right? That, that's what, that, that, there, there's a testimony. A testimony is, 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 is the things God has brought you out of, things that bring him glory. And this is why it's so important to develop a strong inner man, to have a strong spirit, to, 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 to press into God, to walk through your deliverance, to walk into your healing, to, to, to truly experience freedom and healing in your soul and, and close those doors of things. I mean, look at, honestly, let me just say this, that if there's any kind of activity you're involved in that's total, and you're a believer, you love God, but you got something going on, you're welcoming something in your life that is totally not of God. I don't know if it's a relationship, if it's if it's if it's just um, the way you just allow your mind to think and to dwell on it's it, it's not the word of God it's 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 not scriptural or I don't know even if um, even if, this might sound like an extreme but I'll just say it like you, you're serving God you're saved you're living for Jesus and and you're going to visit a psychic or involving yourself in some kind of um, um, demonic activity of witchcraft or somehow opening the door to, uh, you know, to, to things maybe even in your culture that are blatantly unscriptural. It's not of God. It's not purity. It's just, it's of the world. And you're opening this door to this stuff. That, that stuff will vex your soul. That, that, that is something pulling you out of the spirit of God and into stuff that is, um, at best, it's just of the world and it's not producing faith in you. And at worst, it is demonic influence coming into your home, your life, the way you think or whatever. You need to shut that stuff out, okay? The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. You know, get that stuff out. I don't, if you got tarot cards in your house, you're just keeping them to the side or any kind of uh, witchcraft type stuff, man, get rid of it. 
clean it out, right? Um, and, and even more importantly than the stuff, it's like, man, if you're operating in that kind of stuff and listening to people that are speaking into your life and it is not the spirit of God, it is worldly, it is not of God, it's not the Holy Spirit, man, that stuff will mess your emotions, your mind, and your will up, right? Why? The Bible says that we are drawn away and enticed. The lust comes, the, the desires of the flesh come to war against your soul, okay? So, so when we look through this um, rear view mirror of our lives, there's gotta be a testimony in there. And when you have a strong spirit, I'm gonna tell you this, it doesn't matter what you've been through, there's always a testimony. There's always a story when you look in the rearview mirror. If you got a strong spirit, you're building that strong inner man, you're not controlled by those other aspects of who you are or, or, or giving into those temptations that I just mentioned or whatever it is, that when you, you're, you, you having a strong spirit, there is always a story that brings God glory when you look through the rearview mirror. Okay, I spoke to a friend recently that's been to a, I mean, I've known this gentleman for years, um, ever since I was a young adult, and I call it my Oceanside days, which I was in Oceanside, California, in a local church there, um, just um, uh, just a part of that community from the sec, after the second year it was planted. Um, I was there for somewhat close to 11 years or so, um, so I met this gentleman back then from, uh, that's like 97 to 2008, I was there. Um, and I uh, just recently talked to him and I talked about a couple of churches he had, you know, been to, um, over probably the last couple of years or whatever that he was a part of and started serving. And when I asked him about, Hey, how, how, that, how was it going? I had every example, every, every person, it was just extremely negative and they do this wrong and they did this wrong and they did this wrong. And I'm like, man, I just... I was just talking to him and it's like, he kind of like pulled up the rear view mirror. I did not hear one testimony. I did not hear one testimony. And that's sad, it's heartbreaking. Um, the man was talking, maybe maybe he really was hurt. Maybe, maybe there really was some negative stuff going on. But for a Christ follower, we don't have to live that way. We, we don't have to, we don't have to be the, a victim today of what happened yesterday, okay? That when we're walking with God and we're in relationship with him, we it's not hard to look in the rear view mirror of even the hard stuff. And there's a testimony in that rear view mirror, okay? You, you don't have to live that way. I'm not questioning the man's faith. I'm, I'm heartbroken that his soul has absorbed the trauma and that's now become his current reality. And it doesn't have to be that way for us. Can somebody say amen? All right, can somebody say amen? All right, let, let's move on here. Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, verse 10. Uh, we're gonna read through Philippians, a bunch of verses here, but we're gonna just start with verse 10. Here we go, here we go. Um, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And here's the thing, is that when we, when we, when we are weak,
spiritually, okay? And these other parts of us and the hurt and the world and the temptations and the misunderstandings and all of the things that life throws at us, right? Become just our whole narrative is this person did this, this church didn't do this, this pastor didn't do this, or what, you know, what, whoever, my parents never did this, my, you know, and I, I understand, I understand, I understand. Uh, but you know, it's possible to go through that and to talk about it and still have a testimony in the middle of it, right? Um, but what, what happens is, is, is our soul, if we live in that space of just everything that everybody else has done to us and, and, and what we don't have and what we are not and who we can't, can't be and what wasn't given to us and what we tried and it didn't work out. And all of these things that really affect our emotions, our mind, our will, if that becomes the end all be all, I mean, it just complicates everything. I mean, and our soul is complex and complicated. And, 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 you know, it, it's difficult, right? It's, it, it, we, when we try to explain things from our soul at times, it's kind of complex, convoluted. It's like, whoa, man, we need to clear the air. That's, that's messy. Our soul can be messy. Life can be messy in our emotions. It's sometimes we're even having a hard time figuring it all out. But when we have a strong spirit, it simplifies life. It really does simplify life. It simplifies everything. I'm not saying that, that, our, that I'm not even talking about being stoic and not having emotion at all. Uh, but when we don't have a strong spirit, it's very hard to look at things with a simplicity of faith, okay? Especially when we look back and uh, everything we have been through and all that, but if you read, I'm not going to read the whole chapter now, but the whole chapter of Philippians chapter three, right before this verse, verse 10, Paul breaks down his past. Okay. And he talks about his religious pedigree. Okay. Circumcised the eighth day, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, like perfect or something like that. Like he's like, man, I was, I was a legit Pharisee, right? I, 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 I did it well, right? In a sense. But he's like, and, and then he goes on, he goes, man, I count all those things lost. He said, I count them but dumb, that I might gain Christ. So out of complexity, because of Christ, it made way to simplicity. And he was, and this is the simplicity right here, folks. Philippians 3, verse 10. What, what did he get to after all of his pedigree and life and the complexities of the Hebrew tradition and that he was raised in. He was, he was a powerful religious leader, okay, prior to Christ, okay? Influential. And, it, and in Christ, it kind of simplified even him looking in the rearview mirror. And Philippians 3.10 says, what, what's my goal? What, what is this all about? Here it is, simplicity, that I may know him, that I may know him. Why, why do we need a strong spirit, Pastor Sean? Why do I got to develop a strong spirit? Why do I have to, you know, j just be aware of my being and, and when, when my soul's, you know, um, kind of uh, absorbing some things? Like, what, what, why is it that my spirit must be stronger than my emotions, my mind, 
my will, and my body. Why? Here it is. I'm going to simplify it. That you might know him. That you might know him. On this journey of life, those that are developing a strong spirit are the ones that truly have the have this like privilege and opportunity to really know God. Right? The Bible says that to worship him, even the Bible says that we we worship in spirit. Okay, those that worship him must. This is what Jesus told the woman at the well. You because her all identification of worship was a place. What what was was cultural um, tradition for a Samaritan and a, and a specific place other than what the Jews said. So her mindset was very religious and cultural. She was bound by religion and cultural tradition, meaning it wasn't spiritual. And he told her, okay? So what he told her, he said, John chapter four, those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So here's my next point. True spirituality equals simplicity, okay? True spirituality equals simplicity. Paul, complex individual, extremely educated and knew his stuff, right? But when he got saved, simplified everything. He's like, that I may know him, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Okay, look at, if we think someone to be spiritual and they're super complex, they're all over the place, they're complicated, and it's even hard to figure out the angle they're coming from, that is not spirituality. That is confusion, all right? Like true spirituality equals simplicity. It's simple, okay? So I'm gonna give you some signs of true spirituality, okay? or a spiritual person, just some here. So here it is. This is true from the scripture, from, from just a biblical context of what it means to be spirit-led, what it means to be spiritual, what it means to be somebody that, that, that can minister from their spirit by the Holy Spirit to other people. Here it is. Here's just a few. But joy and praise, okay? Joy is a sign of of of. of of, of a spiritual person, okay? Joy and praise, okay? Now, joy and praise is all over the Bible, okay? So that's not, yeah, that, that, we don't need to prove that, okay? Necessarily right now. Uh, but, but, but and, and not just at church, okay? But this is their, this is the end. This is the theme of their life. As I said in the beginning, that somebody with a strong spirit, man, Thanksgiving is a steady, a steady thing. It's a, it's a steady theme. It's, it's in and part of the rhythm of their life. Here's another one. Um, because if somebody is truly spiritual, because they're spiritual, uh, they, they relate to diverse groups of people. Why? Because their identification isn't just on the surface, but they touch the heart. They, um, there's a spiritual strength that transcends socioeconomic, ethnic, cultural identification. So somebody that is strong in spirit, that is a spiritual person, um, finds it uh, as just a part of the life. Just they're, they, they're able to relate and connect to a diverse group of people. Right? Here's another one. I got a few more. Here's another one. A spiritual person. 
Uh, people tend to let their guard down around spiritual, truly spiritual people, okay? Um, why? Because they feel that those that are around them feel that they can trust them, okay? True spiritual people. If you're around somebody and they seem super religious and then and, and like they just know their stuff or something, but yet inside you're like, mm, I gotta, you know, I gotta watch my word. I can't, can't I'm not gonna, I can't quite open up, um, you know? Um, but if somebody tru truly has a spirit of God inside them and, they're, and, they, and they, they are spiritual, um, they're trusted by people. Um, here's another one, two more. They, they have deep understanding of the word, but anybody can understand them, <laughs> right? Like once again, simplicity, true spirituality equals simplicity. Like a true spiritual person, if you really wanna get to talking and chopping it up with them, when it comes to theology or the Lord, man, they got a deep understanding. They got a deep understanding of the word and the spirit of God, but anybody can understand them. All right, come on now. Somebody say, man, here we go. Here's the last one. They impart life to others, okay? They impart life to others, all right? There's not, it's not religion. It's, it's life, it's the as the Greek, in the Greek, zoe, Z-O-E, the zoe life of God. The, like, you know, Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. The tongue of the righteous is a fountain of life, right? Um, you know, uh, we, we, you, you know, in words, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's just life comes out of them um, into other people. All right, here's my last point. My last point, we're gonna just, Kind of finish up here. Hope you guys got something out of this today. Here's the last point. Maturity requires pressing, okay? Because Philippians 3, uh, I'm gonna give you this verse. I, won't, I don't have time to read all of it, but I want you to go back and study it and, and look at it. But Philippians 3, verses 12 to 15, okay? Philippians 3, 12 to 15. Um, it just talks about Paul forgetting those things that are behind, all right? And that means lose out of mind, meaning I'm not bound by my past. That's what he said. He says, I forget. What does forget mean? Meaning it's not bound up in my mind, in my soul. I'm not, you know, um, impressed, speaks of uh, aggressively pursue. So Paul said, you know, forgetting those things that are behind, I reach forward to those things that are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And then this verse goes on to say, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but you know, you know, he's like, therefore let us as many as are mature to have this mind, to have this mindset. So, so maturity requires pressing. And if you want to grow, you need a strong spirit. So your spirit can press into God's future for you, press into where God's taking you, not live in the past, but, but, but press in to what is ahead, forgetting out of mind. I'm not bound by that anymore, right? Forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward, pressing forward to those things that are ahead. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for everybody today. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that you speak to us, you heal us, and you revive us according to your word. God, strengthen our spirits. Make us, God, strong 
in spirit. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us with might through your spirit in our inner man. And God, I pray that we press this year, that we press into the will of God. We press into what you have before us. We thank you, God, that, that our future is bright, that our future is in your hands, that you are doing things today because there's things in our future that we don't see and we don't know, but you do, God. And we press into what you're doing for us and in and through us in our future. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.